Fresh Air Production. Hello and welcome to Fresh Ears. I'm Neil Cowling, the founder of Fresh Air Production. Celebrities are making podcasts, comedians are making podcasts, that bloke you know, he's making a podcast. A lot of them are great, a lot of them aren't. And at Fresh Air, we concentrate on making superb, broadcast quality podcasts for brands. Like any content you make for a brand, it's got to be great, otherwise what's the point? And so in this series, we pick apart one of the podcast series we've made for a brand or business with the client, the producer, and anyone else involved. We see what we can all learn, and hopefully what you can learn as well. The series we're discussing in this episode is the Global Safety Podcast from Lloyd's Register Foundation. And when we say safety, we mean all types of safety. There is very, very, very little protection in the United Kingdom currently against sexual harassment and violence at work. I asked the health and safety executive about it when we did an inquiry in Parliament and they basically just said that oh, that's not our responsibility, to which I said, so you're telling me that if I was hit by a van, that would be you, but not if I was hit by a man. And they said yes. So how do you use podcasts to create a truly global message about something as broad as safety? And how brave can you be? Joining me to talk this through are Samuel Dad, the PR and communications executive from Lloyd's Register Foundation, and Beth Elliott, head of communications and global campaigns from Lloyd's Register Foundation. We've also got Anna Riggs, who's the senior producer here from Fresh Air, and Richard Blake, who's our director of marketing and growth. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 So let's start off just because lots of people won't be familiar, either Sam or Beth. Can you start by explaining what Lloyd's Register Foundation is and what you do? So Lloyd's Register Foundation is a global charity with a mission to engineer a safer world. And we work in partnership with other organisations and through our evidence and insights team to create interventions that look to tackle some of those most pressing safety challenges. So Sam, what role does the podcast actually play in the range of content that Lloyd's Register Foundation produce? Well, the podcast is really important in sort of convening thought leaders around a specific topic or global safety challenge, bringing safety into a discussion. And it's, it's, it's great to start, to start a dialogue with those key individuals. And what type of message are you trying to get out? Are we trying to, is it brand awareness piece? Are you trying to change people's minds about what you do or make them aware of certain issues? What sort of thing are you trying to achieve here? We're using podcasts to really raise awareness of some of those those big issues. But what's really great for the foundation is that it gives both our experts, of which we have a lot, a real platform to take a deep dive into their knowledge and experience. And also the other panellists that, that we invite through Fresh Air, we get to have dialogue and create dialogue with those people from around the world who all share a real passion and interest in that particular safety topic. So I think you get that real professional perspective on those individuals on that panel, but you also create an experience that feels quite personal for people that are listening. And I think that's what's really powerful about podcasts. Do you think that's, is that unique in the content mix? Do you think podcasts have a, have a particular level of attention that no other medium does? The beauty of podcasts, I think, is that they're so flexible. You can listen to them anywhere. You know, you could be multitasking, you could be going for a walk, you can be cooking, and you can listen to that that podcast where with other forms of communication, they could be a little bit more limited. 
that's brilliant. I, I also think the other strength of podcast is that it's self-selecting. So that audience, you're you're not you're not preaching to the converted, but the audience are clicking on a podcast because they're interested in the topic, and they, therefore you get that attention, don't you? They're quite niche topics, aren't they? That Lloyd's is involved in full stop. So presumably, with a lot of content, you're talking to a niche audience. Are you trying to bring those niche topics to a wider audience through the podcast? Is that part of the objective? Yeah. Well, well one of the one of the things with, with the work the Lloyd's Register Foundation does is that safety is a universal topic. So even in these sort of large areas or aspects of work, so you know, food safety, infrastructure, safety is really critical, but it's sometimes excluded from the conversation or having a podcast like the Global Safety Podcast allows us to kind of put safety on the agenda in these, in these big issues. That's what we find really valuable. Yeah, I'd like to add to that. I mean, what, what Sam just said, safety is critical in so many areas of our lives, whether it's at work, you know, whether it's walking down the road, whether it's in terms of your relationship with the ocean. Safety is absolutely critical to all of us at all times. But very often it's not part of those conversations and it, and it really should be. And that's what we're trying to do with the podcasts is show the importance of considering safety when coming up with new ideas or ways of working or initiatives that big organisations are looking at. Safety absolutely has to be part of that conversation. Given that safety is a universal topic, why do you think it's often not considered? Is it because it, it's considered to be a bit dry or it's sort of, you know, you imagine a man with a hard hat and a, and a clipboard. Is it is it a difficult topic to create engaging content about or at least to engage audiences in? It can be a dry topic. I mean, the traditional view of health and safety is dry, I suppose. But the beauty of the podcast is that we're able to find speakers from around the world that have a really interesting perspective on safety in relation to a particular topic. Um, And some of the conversations that the podcasts have opened up have been absolutely fascinating. And there's a real breadth of opinion and perspective and, and people's real experiences, which I think can really bring safety to life as part of the conversation. Richard, you wanted to jump in on this. Hello. I just wanted to chip in on this because this was what we did quite a lot of work with the foundation on at the beginning stage when we were putting their strategies together was around sort of safety being a real kind of core human need. Obviously back in March as well when you know we didn't know what COVID was doing, it was all about staying safe. Safety is such a core human need. And as you say, it's not a man with a clipboard sort of telling you not to do something. It's all about keeping people safe, keeping people healthy. And actually it means that you can you can really touch upon a really broad series of subjects and, and, and really engage people emotionally and tell some fantastic stories. And that's what I was really excited about with Lloyd's Register Foundation as we worked with, with them on the new series was about how we, how we broadened the subject, how we brought the stories out and made some fantastic content with some, with some great names. Anna, let's bring you in as the producer of the series then. Given everything we've just talked about, can you explain how that format works and, and how you've turned that into an engaging podcast? It's the casting, isn't it? It's getting people who are passionate about their subject and really care. So the format is a, is a discussion. It's a roundtable discussion. One presenter and three or four people who are experts in their field, quite high level experts, but but often people have a lived experience as well. And we get those people together and discuss it. We did an episode on road safety 
And one of the panellists was a woman who worked for one of the world's leading road safety charities. And so she was an expert in a field, but she the reason she got into that area of work is because she lost a school friend, tragically, in a car accident when she was younger. And so she told that story. There was no way we were going to leave that out. You know, she told that personal story and that had such a massive impact, I think. That would have probably aroused a bit of a, that sense of outrage that we're looking for and, and, and really kind of, you know, when, when we get to the nitty gritty of these subjects and we're talking about stats and, you know, what, what's happening across the world, it, it's a little less personal. But when we get somebody saying, I've been there, I've experienced it, I think that's a really powerful thing. We talk about podcasting as a storytelling medium to the point where it's probably a cliche at this point. But is your starting point the story or the experts themselves? What, how do you go about forming an episode if you're given a, a topic? So we start quite broadly. We, we, you know, we'll come up with a, a broad area, whether it be oceans, safety, violence against women, mental health, artificial intelligence. They're generally quite broad to start with. And then I'll look into what's, you know, what kind of topical current issues are around. And obviously a lot of that comes from Lloyd's. They, they'll tell me the kind of things that they're working on and the, and the things that they want to achieve. And then, then I kind of become a little bit more specific. And then I look for experts in those more specific fields because they are you, you mentioned niche subjects they are they can be quite niche subjects but actually each each subject that we've come up with has been applicable to a much broader area so that so that so it can be a bit of a it can be a bit daunting when you start these things you think oh, who on earth you know which three people in the whole world am I going to get to talk about this subject so so I have to kind of find a more specific topic within that broad topic and then see who's out there and we always aim high <laughs> and Sam and Beth, rewinding from that point that Anna's started to think about the content of the episode, how do you choose the topics in the first place? Do you, do you lay them all out for a series or do you sort of decide as you go through? Well, the, the foundation's strategy identifies the, the, the major global safety challenges facing the world. So we use these sort of broad areas to help sort of define a series for the, the Global Safety Foundation and then from that, identify sort of key influencers within, within that area who may be working in sort of ac- academia or for multinational organisations. And then also key individuals from our grants community as well, people that we're directly funding who are helping make the world a safer place in those industries. So is it always tied into other activity that you're doing around those topics rather than the podcast being out on its own, exploring a, a, a subject? Yeah, there's, there's always... A, a link between the, the subject matter and the solutions that we're helping fund. So whether that's either directly through the people that we invite onto the call from, from our grants community, or whether it's uh, thought leaders actually in the foundation who are being spokespeople for these, these massive issues. Yeah, the, the podcasts are very much part of our content marketing strategy. It's one way of us giving our thought leaders but also our community thought leaders and and wider a platform to really showcase their knowledge in a particular area so it's very much aligned with our mission very much aligned with what we're trying to achieve in the world you know it, it can help open doors for us it can help us build relationships with other people so through the work that Anna's done you know we do aim for the 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 top in terms of finding speakers that we know are just brilliant in their field in terms of their knowledge and expertise 
And then we've been able to work with those people in other initiatives as well. So it's been really helpful for us for building our own network. That's a really interesting point and a point that a lot of our clients stumble across as it progresses. You don't think of it as a sort of tactical way of, as you say, building relationships with people that you want to build relationships with. But actually inviting people on a podcast is a great way of just making them aware that you exist, isn't it? And, and engaging them in what you do. Sean, we've had really good feedback from other speakers that we've invited to be on our podcasts. They've really enjoyed the experience. They've enjoyed hearing from the foundation's thought leaders. And it's enabled those people to then, you know, take it offline and talk about other topics or other ways we can work together. So I think we've had real success with that as a result of these podcasts. And Anna, when you say you're, you aim high, and Ben Fogel's an example, isn't he, of someone that you've you've had recently on a podcast. How did he fit in? Is is it is it difficult to sometimes not make that feel like a gratuitous celebrity in the middle of your podcast? How do you get that balance? Yeah, so I mean, that's one of the things that I would always try and avoid at all costs because this, you know. It, we, we can't just invite somebody on because, just because of their celebrity status. Um, they have to be people who have a vested interest and expertise in the area. They have to be able to talk about it. We can't invite somebody onto the panel who, you know, is a name, maybe associated with a with a you know, an organization, but can't talk about it, can't back it up with knowledge. So so Ben Fogel, it's a great example. He was on our Oceans episode. So he is an adventurer, he's a rower, but he's also a conservationist. So he had a lot of knowledge and experience working with a conservation charity in the area of oceans. Um, but also he talked about the time he spent on the ocean. Um, uh, I, I, think, I think he's rowed and sailed across various oceans. So, I mean, kind of the perfect, well-known name for us to get on that episode. And it isn't always that easy. It's not always that obvious. Chris Boardman was another one. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's a he's a cyclist or was was a cyclist for Team GB a few years ago. But he's also the walking and cycling commissioner for Greater Manchester. So we had him on our road safety episode. But yeah, you, we couldn't just sort of pluck a name out of the air because it just wouldn't work. The other challenge in the casting that we get a lot is it's very tempting to go just for straight academics as well. It's very, when you're talking about a, a topic that is obviously studied and is obviously detailed, you can normally Google and find academics to come on the podcast. But you've been very keen on getting real people, in inverted commas, with lived experience. How do you go about that? Yeah, well, it, yeah, you can never... If, if you just Google it and, and get the top four people, you're going to end up with four people from UK institutions, universities, probably white men, and it just doesn't help with diversity and, and, and that lived experience. So I'd always just deliberately look further afield, and it's harder and it takes longer, but it, but it will always give you a much more interesting episode and and it isn't you know when I talk about diversity it's not tokenism at all it's getting people on who just have a different opinion and a different experience of the subject so the example I can think of here is when we did an episode on resilience of coastal communities resilience from climate change for coastal communities so it would have been so easy to get four you know, kind of British people from universities, brilliant people who are studying climate change in coastal communities in the UK. But it just, they would have all probably said the same thing. They, they, you know, not to diminish what they can offer, but my feeling was that we couldn't talk about coastal communities 
without having people from coastal communities speaking. So we had somebody from the Marshall Islands, we had somebody from the Philippines, we had somebody in North America, and we had somebody from Bangladesh. And they all had completely different experiences and very direct experiences. They were all living in areas where climate change has impacted them and will continue to I mean, obviously, it, it will impact us all, but they're people that were seeing the impact of it now. And, and Beth and Sam, that element that Anna's talking about, getting people from with lived experience from around the world, is called the Global Safety Podcast. But obviously, it's produced here in the UK. It's produced by us, with you guys based in London. How important is it to you that it sounds global? And how stringent are you in trying to make sure that that's consistent? Well... I think one of the main success stories from the latest season of the Global Safety Podcast is the fact that we've had speakers from all over the world contribute. And in many ways, it was uh, one of one of the impacts of COVID was the fact that we've had to go online using Zoom. We've managed to get people from, you know, in Indonesia, Hawaii, Bangladesh, all to speak with those sort of key influential people and thought leaders within within a specific area. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's absolutely key to us. And as an independent global charity, having a podcast campaign that, that reflects that is really important. Yeah. And, and to add to that, the remit of the foundation is to tackle these global safety challenges where they're needed most or where they're having most impact. So for us, it's really critical to speak to people in those areas because otherwise it's just... You get a very UK-centric view on something, and that is absolutely not what we're about. You know, we we like to think that we give people around the world who don't always have a voice on these kind of platforms, we try and give them a voice so they can be heard because it's people who are living through these things. You know, they have direct personal experience. They're the ones that can really talk about it with, with real authority. It's also really important, I think, in a podcast, because it's a storytelling medium and because you're, you're intimately involved in listening, it's very easy to talk about so many topics in the abstract without having people who have first-hand experiences. You hear so many podcasts of you know, well-meaning, learned people sat around talking about a topic that they've studied but without first-hand experience or you know, without anything personal to add. I think that really sets this apart and it's it's a you know it's a tribute to you as the client and also to Anna as producer to make that come together. Rich let's uh, bring you in because you obviously work on the marketing side of this and you came to the Global Safety Podcast actually in series two we'd already made series one before you got involved but with your marketing hat on you you're now very involved in it so what were the goals for season two and how did you go about setting those having heard what season one had done? Well, yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd set up a really good platform. We'd set a really good proposition up. We'd set a really good format up with a host. And so that kind of, it had already been built, basically. So that was that was great. But what, what I really wanted to do was to drive a bigger impact, drive a bigger audience to it, and just get that kind of like focus back into, sort of refocus around a proposition, refocus around a great target audience. And and put some marketing discipline behind it, really. Um, so we kind of, yeah, one of the things I did to start to start with Sam 
and with Beth when she was uh, came on board was just pull together a framework around kind of like the key goals that we had. I always find that as a really helpful process because then that basically puts a kind of what are your priorities, how do we um, translate the objectives behind the foundation and the objectives behind the podcast into a series of metrics that we can measure and and help affect. I found that process really good and it allowed us to really focus on series two to create a much, much bigger impact around the format. So we did a lot around creating much more newsworthy subjects with bigger names alongside the foundation experts to drive a much bigger impact for the podcast. How much did it matter that we'd already done series one? Did it feel like you were able to sort of reassess that stuff from scratch? Was there experience from series one that helped inform what you could do to change the marketing approach? Was it very different from setting out completely from scratch? Good question. We could almost start from scratch, really, if I'm honest, in terms of from a marketing perspective, because we'd set up a really good format, but it was it was just applying those sort of same marketing principles of, you know, what are the goals? What's the target audience? What's the proposition? And it allowed us to sort of really focus the content and focus around safety being a really core human need and then and then how we could then broaden it out around some really newsworthy subjects. We're lucky, you know, we, we live in a world at the moment where there's a huge amount of controversial things happening um, and stuff that people are talking about all the time that people really care about. And applying that safety lens on it was, was a really exciting process, actually, and it allowed us to create something much more impactful. It's probably important to explain, really, in the sense that you as a marketeer could be it's easy to to think that you would just come along to a podcast and you know help the client spend their paid media budget and work out where to put the social but actually it's more than that isn't it you get involved in thinking about the direction of the creative if that can help to promote it about the tactical choice of guests all that sort of stuff marketing and promotion in a holistic way rather than okay, we've made this thing, how do we sell it? Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's one of the brilliant things about podcasts is that it is such a flexible medium. So you can, you know, you can test and learn as you go through and you can see what's working and what's not. You can look at listen-through rates so you can see when audience is dropping off. Yeah, you can adapt your marketing, you can adapt your promotion as we go through. And as you say, get really involved in terms of guest choices, see what their social following is, try to understand how that fits in with the overall content themes. Look at titling. Titling is massively important to make sure that people are kind of helping navigate through the podcast platform to listen to the show. So yes, I get involved across the piece and I really enjoy it. Let's focus for a moment though on those paid platforms, I suppose, and how you've helped Lloyd's Register Foundation to make use of some paid budget. You've used a number of different platforms, haven't you, to promote the podcast. Can you lay that out a bit for us? Yeah, we did some paid LinkedIn posts. We did some paid Twitter campaign. We also did some podcast platform promotion. And I think that's one of the big things that I would say is really always try and focus on podcast platforms to start with. We partner quite a lot with a, a podcast platform called Castbox, which is a relatively small podcast platform. It's 4% of the market, sort of, of the UK market share. But what they do is they allow us to promote, do paid promotion on their platform 
using display ads, using splash pages and things like that. So you get amazing exposure for your podcast on the podcast platform and they delivered a significant amount of downloads for us and really drove that audience you know, from hundreds into thousands. That was really successful for us. So that kind of specific podcast promotion on the platform to make it really easy for the audience to listen and engage was really important for us. I also want to kind of like LinkedIn is brilliant from a kind of target audience perspective. You can really bring the job titles, the seniority to life. So, you know, as Beth and Sam were both saying, key for us on the Global Safety Podcast is about partnering with the right people and getting in touch with the right people. And LinkedIn gives us that kind of rich data to be able to do that. And so there's a lot of people listening to the podcast and, and engaging with our content who are from the charity sector and who are business development and who are from uh, partnership organisations. So you really get a sense that the right people are engaging with the content. Thanks, Rich. So Sam and Beth, just listening to everything you've said and thinking back across the podcast and looking ahead to series three, are there sort of top tips that you'd give for somebody who was in your position, who was starting out to make a podcast and considering a podcast for their brand? What have you learned along the way and, and what would you pass on? Yeah, some, some advice, I think the, the way that podcast is sort of growing as, as a medium is that you can, you can really be imaginative and really ambitious with, with any sort of podcast campaign that you're doing in terms of pay promotion and you know, branded assets and live recordings and stuff like that. That's something that we've that we've really adopted at the foundation with the Global Safety Podcast, and it's turned into something that we're that we're really really proud of. Just take us through a bit with that, Sam. What what sort of assets have you created, and and how have you used them? How have you improved that as you've gone along? So we've started using audiograms on social media, so taking clips from some of the participants in our podcasts and promoting them, started being strategic uh, in terms of sharing them amongst different communities. Pay promotion, as Richard just got into them, with LinkedIn posts and, and really using CastBox as well to really grow our listenership. It's been something in the, in the second series which, is, which has turned the Global Safety Podcast from something that was important to us in terms of uh, promoting some of the Foundation's work and, grant, and grants work and funding, which has now turned into one of the most advanced and, and, you know, important campaigns that certainly I've worked on. Brilliant. Thank you. And Beth, any thoughts, any tips? Yeah, my advice to anyone considering doing podcasts is to, yes, think about what your organisation wants to promote, but really think about what people want to hear about. Because if you are going to engage with people, you've really got to be talking about things that matter to a lot of people it's not just something that your marketing team thinks other people need to know because that's just not going to work. And the second thing is to really do aim high with your speakers and take time, you know, as Anna does. She's just fantastic at finding people that we know are going to have a really interesting point of view and they've got those lived experiences and they can share personal stories because that's what people connect with. So those would be my two top tips. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much indeed. There you go. The Global Safety Podcast is from Lloyd's Register Foundation and you've got at least two series in the bank to listen through to. Thank you very much to Sam Dad, PR and Communications Executive from Lloyd's Register Foundation, to Beth Elliott, Head of Communications and Global Campaigns at Lloyd's, Anna Riggs, our Senior Producer here at Fresh Air, and Richard Blake, our Director of Marketing and Growth. And if you'd like to find out how Fresh Air can make a wonderful podcast for your brand or business, please do check us out at freshairproduction.co.uk. We've got 
roughly a million new podcasts coming out through the year. So please do keep in touch and keep a watch on what we do. It's a slight exaggeration, but it's a lot. In the meantime, I'm Neil Cowling. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. 